0: Good evening, New Life Church. I am Brian and I am the online campus pastor here at the New Life Church Network and I'm so excited to have you joining us tonight. Why don't you let us know in the comments where you joining us from. We got people all across the world who join us at different times during the day and we'd love to know where you call home. While you're doing that, I wanna remind you of our online campus mantra. It's two words, but three words, but it's really easy to remember. It's invite and engage. So right here, right now, while you're already putting a comment in, why don't you tag someone that you want to invite to join you to this stream right here, right now to sit next to you digitally and then engage with what's going on. There's going to be a lot of questions asked and and thoughts thrown out there. We want you to engage in the comment section. Put your thoughts in the comments. Put your answers to the questions in the comments. I tell you, it is gold to spread the word of Jesus digitally on Facebook uh, by in uh, inviting people to the stream and engaging with what's going on so thank you guys for joining us tonight, it's going to be a good night if New Life Church is your home church and you want to support the ministries of New Life you can always do that by giving at our website, that's newlifeca.church slash give and you can give one time or reoccurring gifts there or you can also text the word online to 209-647-3878 and it'll give you step-by-step instructions on how to to give towards the ministries here. But we have such a great guest tonight. I'm excited for the discussion we're about to have. Tonight's special guest is Michael. Michael, how you doing? Good. Thank Mike- you for. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you, no you're oh, good. Uh, thanks for having me,
1: Pastor of Brian. Course, I really Of course,
0: Michael is the uh, Network Youth and Young Adults pastor. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? What do you enjoy to do? Anything new happening in your life? What's What's been going on? Well, something new, if you don't
1: know already, um, I'm gonna be a new dad. Um, yeah, so my wife and I, uh, Pat, who is Pastor Tasha here at the New Life Network, um, we just uh, did our gender reveal of the baby and we are having a daughter, and her name is Paisley Parker. Nice. Yeah, so that's new, and of course, um, you know, my wife still has a baby. We haven't had the baby yet, but, so. And w- when are you due? Um, the doctor said November twenty first or twenty second.
0: Nice. So a little yeah. bit after uh, Tasha's birthday. That's yeah. Exciting. So
1: I was saying it's like easy to remember. My wife's birthday is in November, and then my daughter's birthday will be
0: November, and then They're Thanksgiving. Trying to make it easy on you. Like, exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think God was like, yeah, he struggles with the birthday thing. <laughs> trying to throw you a bone, right? Yeah. yeah. Now Paisley Parker is that like because you like. Like Spider Man or something, you know, like Peter Parker or something like that. Where did that name come about?
1: Um actually so it's kinda of funny, you know, the Spider Man movie came out not too long ago and I was like, It really sounds like I'm banking on that. But um <laughs> it was actually I worked at Starbucks uh many not nah, no a few years ago. I was gonna say it wasn't that. <laughs> so long I was gonna say ago, many man. moons ago. I'm not even <laughs> that old. Uh and um I saw this girl with her older brother and um they ordered a drink and then she was like, Oh, my name's Parker and I was like Wow, I've never heard a girl named Parker, um, and I was like, that'd be really cool to name a girl that. So, yeah. um, on the list of names, my wife and I were like, well, well, let's see how that works together, and yeah.
0: I, th- I think it worked because that's one of the things I love is names that like flow well. Yeah. Paisley Parker Gampon. Yeah. And it just it feels. Natural, and I don't yeah. even know like why it feels natural. Right, like it just saying does. it. Yeah, exactly. my uh
1: my wife and I were like, "Oh, it sounds like a good graduation like name. Like it's it's kind of long, but yeah. it's like when you walk across the stage, Paisley Parker Gampon. Yeah, you know that kind of
0: thing. You're so you're already thinking about high school and college graduation. Oh, honestly,
1: because of Jadwin, I know, of your, because you're because your kids like, to be honest, he's about.
0: entering kindergarten yeah. this fall. It's just, where did the time go, right? I just, you know, I look at pictures all the time. I'm just like, he was just an infant, you Mm -hmm. know? And now he's going to, yeah. Makes you want to cry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, speaking of a few years ago, I like doing icebreaker questions with everyone that comes on. And keep in mind, everyone who's watching at home, you're a part of this too. So put your answer to this in the comments as well. But tonight's icebreaker question is this. What was your first car? (laughs) okay and and um. I'll add to that because usually I mean unless you were really blessed with a like new ish car for your first car, what was your first car and I'll add this onto it what was like its biggest quirk? Mm. oh I can definitely with? answer that okay, so
1: my first car was a uh, maroon a rustic rusted maroon <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
0: Rusted or yeah. rusted?
1: I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you. That, yeah. Uh, 1998 Toyota Camry. Uh, so, my dad got it for me from his roommate in the Bay Area, and he got that car from Utah. And I believe in Utah, it snows a lot at, at times of the winter. So, uh, I later found out that, you know, the un- underside of the car. Obviously touches the water and the snow when yep. you drive and so it was all rusted I don't know how safe that was But it was all rusted and then the biggest cork I Would say it had is um, if you've ever any Call of Duty fans out there. Oh, yeah uh, yep, that's Yeah, great. you know the urban camo Camouflage like MW2 modern warfare 2 back way when it was like a reddish black yep. and gray color and the paint was so bad because the, the salt disintegrated the clear coat on the car that I drove on the freeway one time and it was on the i5 right here by the church uh going to mantica and the the it was already flapping the paint right and so I, I of course being a young guy I was driving 80 or something yeah. and the paint like literally peeled off and covered my windshield oh, momentarily no. yeah and then it flew back and and the other cars I looked back I was like oh my gosh what was that and they were swerving because it was just yeah I mean so if you think of the, a car hood right that whole section of the paint it just stripped off so it ended up becoming like an urban camo that's
0: what I joked around yeah just, just sounds like this is gonna age me a little bit but if you've seen the movie Tommy boy, with Chris Farley mm, I don't David think Spade. so if you haven't you should because it has a scene that is exactly okay. like that but there's like there's a, a deer that they thought was dead that they put in the, <laughs> their back seat wow. that comes to life while they're dr- yeah, it was insane yeah it's a funny okay. scene but, uh, that movie's pretty I guess I mean I didn't think it was old but now that I think about it it's, it's an older movie now okay um, wow I'll check it what on. about you guys at home? What what was your first car and what was its biggest quirk? We would love to know. For me, my first car was a 1985 uh, Oldsmobile, and that's it, what it's called, Oldsmobile. Yeah, yeah, brand name. It's called an Oldsmobile. What does it look like? Uh, it was, I, don't know, I could pull up a picture and show you later, but it, it was puke green. Uh, <laughs> it was just wow. you know nasty green. Yeah, uh, with a white top on it, like kind of faux leather top, but the rest of it mm. was this puke green. And um, you know, I started driving it in what would that have been 2009, I think it was. Um, and so it was already a very old car by the time I got it. Yeah. And uh, it was a great car, you know, had had a tape deck and stuff like that, and just the whole shebang. It was great. Uh, one time, uh, I. I went to a. I was in jazz band in high school. I went to a jazz band gig, and my friend. We have a uniform, and my friend forgot yeah. his uniform pants, and the band director was like, "You can't play in the band if you don't have uniform pants." Mm-hmm. He was like really strict about it, and so it was twenty minutes uh, until the show started, oh, no. and our high school was about ten minutes away from the venue. And so we got into my car and we hauled and got to the high school. There's a janitor there, he led us in the band room. He got an extra pair of pants and we hustled out. And I remember my speedometer only went up to 85. That's as high as the speedometer went. Okay. Um, and I hit that max and I knew I was going faster than that. We got there, it, by towards the end of getting to there, we were slightly late. So we came in, you know, like a minute into the first song. Oh. <laughs> um, but I remember it started like doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. as I was driving down the highway. I was like, "This isn't good." Was that <laughs> but a flat we got tire? to get there? And I apparently bent a rod in in oh. the engine, and it would have cost more than the car was worth to fix it. And so wow. we gave the car away, and I got in the truck after that. But yeah, that was my wow. first car. That, I,
1: you know what? That reminded me that you a bent rod, but I my car had a cracked um, engine, something or r- rather a radiator, something, or something like that. that. Um, and then it also started to get rod knocking i don't know if you know, you know what that means but the thing and it was loud I, there was times mm-hmm. I, I i really uh, alluded the cops cuz
0: you know you get a ticket for yeah. if it's too loud or whatever it's true yeah that's that's how this was it was it was super super loud yeah um, well, we'd love to read your comments. We're pre-recording this on Tuesday afternoon here in Man- uh, Lathrop, yeah. uh, California. Uh, but we're going to be in the comment section while it's live. Read in your comments and respond to you guys. So please put your answers in the comments. But I want to get into uh, the discussion tonight. Um, so obviously we both had cars that had issues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of in life. It's the same way, you know, there's warning signs, there's the check engine light that you're supposed to pay yep. attention to. But like Pastor Troy said, a lot of times you just stick a piece of black tape over that and act like it just never even existed. Yeah. Um, but there's warning lights that we get in life. And I was just kind of wondering, um, that was kind of a big part of the message this week. Yep. When Pastor Troy was talking about those types of warning lights, did anything come to your mind, um, like sh- struck you personally this past weekend during the message? Yes. Um, Let's see. I
1: think, well, I know one of them was like rest. Um, And what does that mean Uh, for me reflecting on my life? um, There's times where something as simple as, you know what, before bed, I'm on my phone or I'm like, oh, I'll watch a movie and fall asleep to it. And then I ended up staying up super, super Late, and then I don't get enough rest. Now, what does the rest mean? It's the physical, you know, sleep that you get, right? For me, and and then the recuperation that you get, so that you can have a, a good day. And what I notice for me is, you know, if you don't get good sleep, then you can't function well. And all these little like decisions that I make lead up to whether I'm able to do my job whether that's in a pastoral setting or I also work in private security. Can I function when I'm working at uh, uh, at a, one of the places I work at? Um, can I properly protect myself? Well, maybe I can't because I didn't get enough sleep and I ate crappy or something like that. You know what I mean? And so rest and then also balancing, um, making sure I balance, uh, you know, things in my life. So,
0: yeah, I I feel that you know I I have the same issue. I need to get the right amount of rest for me, and the warning lights that I see when I don't is when I'm really short with my kids. Like you know, because my kids aren't perfect, they disobey and they throw fits and have you know complain. Sure. Just like normal kids do. But if it's like a okay, the kid has just started complaining and I like get on him and I'm like like just cut to the chase instead mm-hmm. of like just trying to handle it in a calm way. I, I'll be like. I probably should have gotten a little bit more rest last night. Um, that's usually what it is. I'm just like I'm just I'm tired and I, like I can't emotionally handle what's going on because yeah. I didn't prepare myself. That so, you
1: know it's funny you say that, but I get like that if I don't eat or I don't have coffee or something. So
0: yep. But yeah, I guess you had just said right before this video that you need a coffee. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Angry Mike yeah, out. Yeah. You never know. Just Watch a out, couple everybody. Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of angry, there is a guy who got pretty angry in the Bible. And it's one of the stories that Pastor Troy talked about in, in the book of Genesis. It's found in Genesis chapter four, verses two, through eight. I want to read it to you guys. Um, if you saw the message, you know what it's about. But it says this. It says, later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd, while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel in his gift, but he did not accept Cain in his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. That's kind of like... A big deal, right? Yes, very. Um, do you think that, uh, well, first off, what do you think of that passage? Like what t- um, type of thoughts into your brain? Well, I think it's so
1: cool that first off, this is a, a biblical text. Like we can go into the Bible and we see a, a, a real life example of like something that happened so, so long ago. But I mean, let's just be real guys. Uh, something that's so relevant today right now in our uh, uh, culture. Um, But one thing that I think it was a couple verses or the last slide that you put on is um, master your, uh, or subdue the,
0: what was it? The anger. Let's see. Um, It's right here. Uh, But you must subdue it and be its master. Subdue it and be its master. I think
1: that kind of sounds very, in a way, I mean, that's from the text, but In today's culture, you you look at TikTok or Instagram or or, uh, TED Talks, that right there, subdue and be its master and and kind of be a master of your mind. Um, I think that's very like a topic that's on social media right now and how to do that. But I think that's so, so important and that it's almost God gives us an example of what happens or what could happen to us, Um, If we don't control that And that nowadays that can look many shapes and sizes Uh, But it really speaks to me Is that we get to see an example before um, We maybe do it ourselves Or we don't control it enough Or we don't get a a nice grip um, And fix it in our own personal life Um, Because it could be bad and I'm glad that God gives us an example of...
0: Yeah, and he, he gives us, like, what we're talking about, the warning lights, right? Yep, like, exactly. It's not just, like, all of a sudden uh, this thing happens. There's there's warnings along the way. And, uh, like, what what warning lights do you see in the story that, that Cain should have see, seen that he just plain out ignored? Uh, I believe it was in the beginning of the
1: verse verses where it was, like, he, he kind of gave, like, the scraps mm-hmm. away
0: Right, and and then it, it yeah, went. And if, if you had read earlier before that, you would know that God laid out His expectations yes. of what a sacrifice should look like. Right? Correct. And, yep. and Cain didn't listen to that.
1: Yeah, yep. and I think God giving the you know precise instruction of, "Hey, this is what I want you to do," but and then you don't do it, and then th- this is going to cause you to feel that certain way.
0: Yep.
1: And um, and then you obviously know at the end of the. Verse what he does to his brother, so
0: yeah, and it's funny because, like, I was realizing as I was reading this again that not only did he ignore God's first instructions, right? That first warning that God gave him, but even r- literally right before he went and killed his brother, God was telling him what he should have done, right? Yeah, he, w- he said something like, Let me, let me see, i oh, instead of going to the slide, it switched apps. Um, he said you will be accepted if you do what is right but if you refuse to do what is right then watch out sin is crouching at the door right yeah Uh, it's funny you will be accepted if you do what is right I mean God gave him this warning like if you do what's right you'll be accepted if you don't do what's right then boom sin is right there and then what does he do right after that in the passage He goes and kills his brother, right? He just, he doesn't listen to God. And it's just so interesting how God, I
1: think, orchestrates how we're able to have free will because like I was mentioning earlier, like all the little, the the tiny little, um, you know, steps or like, um, you know, process that we have in our mind just to get to that big thing. He could have... You know Backed off But In that Split second Where everything mattered At that moment Totally Fell off the rail You know Was it Didn't listen to God Obviously And then You know Yeah, yeah. And it's It's so important On how to Manage our Our, our self Our mind yeah. Our spiritual condition You know what I mean And, and like Pastor Troy says Or I've heard heard you say it before Everyone uh, Is responsible For their own spiritual, spiritual condition. condition and I think this or that and and this kind of go together it's so important I,
0: I believe yeah absolutely. And it was so clear for Cain right it's like the warning signs were literally spoken mm-hmm. by God himself um, they're not always as clear to us but a lot of times we don't see the warning signs because we're just not paying attention right uh, can you think of like a, a time when maybe you were doing stupid stuff, and God, like, woke you up with a warning sign? Um, like, what What did, you know, it, it saved you from, like, some heartache or devastation or something like that?
1: Hmm. Let's see. Uh... Hmm.
0: And you guys at home, too, be thinking about that. Is there a time that God woke you up with a warning sign that... You Know knock some sense into you and awoke and you to what was going on in your life. We'd love to know. Okay, so I uh, Brian knows this because he witnessed it, he talked to the cops for me.
1: Actually, you know where <laughs> I'm going with this, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's not as bad
0: as yeah, you're probably yeah, making just, it out to yeah. be in, in your head.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, I was uh, over at the Neil, or it was whose house was it at the time, Pastor Troy's or.
0: No, I think it was our house. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. So I was over at their house and my car that I, I used to have, um, I didn't pay the, uh, registration and I was, I drove around not with the tag, with the wrong tag for quite a long time. I obviously didn't pay it. And the one time I park it like in across the street from Brian's house, Pastor Brian's house, um, I was like, Oh, it's fine. My um, my now wife and I, we went to go do something. I think it was my sister, Kyler. We I think we went to get ice cream or something.
0: Something like that, but you guys took like Tayshia's car. Right, we like took that, someone
1: yeah. else's car. So I left my car there and when we come back, Brian tells me, hey, your car got towed. And I was like, you didn't call me or stop them? Or anything, I was like, "Dude, I tried, right?" Yeah. You know and They're like, "If you're not the owner, we can't talk." Exactly. To you. And it was like we were gone for like 15 minutes. Seriously, we went down yeah, the street. Long. Yeah. And um, it happened to be that uh, a sheriff went down Bryan Street. Yep. Quiet old neighborhood. <laughs> Nothing bad ever happens, but yep. the one time and and. Uh, what happened after that is every single day it was in the the, the lot or the impound thing, and it was I think
0: was two, two
1: to four hundred dollars every single day, and I just remember God provided me the money. I mean, I worked at Starbucks at the time, you know what I mean, and yep. that's yep. not a lot. Yep. And God made a way and provided me that. And now till this day, my registration is early <laughs> or on time because of that. And it's, it's always just always up to date. Yep. And God really taught me a lesson that I'll never ever forget.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's uh, obviously it hurt the pocketbook a little bit during that time of your life. But it's a relatively easy lesson to learn, right? Yeah. Uh, But uh, that can be applied to any area of life. There's things that we know we need to be doing Mm -hmm. that... You know, God is like, hey, hey, here's a reminder. Hey, hey you know what? You know, <laughs> yep. you need to, you know, just like the DMV. I don't even know if the DMV sends out reminders. Like, hey, you know, oh, probably not. Who knows? Registration's coming up. I think I get like one letter that's like, hey, you need to pay your registration. Yeah. But, you know, that's there's your warning sign, right? Yeah. And then you get to it, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, what? What I couldn't afford in a registration fee has now turned into what I couldn't af- can't afford with a registration fee that's now late exactly and impound fees and yeah cause yeah.
1: cause it, cause that's you reminded me that if you if you're late on your registration they rack the DMV registration thing racks up yep. but then you also have the fee yeah. at the impound yeah.
0: lot or whatever oh yeah, yeah. and it, I think that's kinda I'm not saying that's how it always works but I think sometimes when we put off dealing with the things that we need to deal with like the sin we need to deal with in our yep. life it just ends up getting worse mm-hmm. and worse in our our consequences stack up and up, and it becomes this unpayable debt. And I yeah. just gotta say, thank you, Jesus. Exactly. Thank you, Jesus. And I don't wanna take advantage of that grace, right? And be like, well, you know what? Jesus is gonna pay for that anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it and he'll get over it sometime. That's kind of abuse, right? Yeah, yep. Um, but I wanna be like, thank God that uh, there's something that I I was really stupid, and I there's no way I could pay for what I did.
1: Exactly. he came through
0: for me. Yep. Um, It's just really cool to see Um, another scripture I want to read last one that we're gonna read for the for the day is this it's Galatians 6 4 um, and it says each one should test their own actions then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else the reason that I believe God brought this scripture to my mind as I was writing this discussion was that I think sometimes it can be a lot easier to see the warning lights in someone else's life and be like, man, they are so stupid for not listening to... Isn't it so obvious? But then when you think about yourself, it's like, oh, it wasn't that easy to see. Mm -hmm. You know, have all these excuses. Why do you think it is that it's just so much easier to see the warning lights in other people's lives and not in our own lives? Why is that?
1: I think uh, it's because... When you are able to see the warning lights of someone else you don't have to face the interpersonal I don't know responsibility. I don't know if that's the right kind of pathway I'm going. Um, You don't have to face wow well that's me and actually maybe the reason I'm Judging them so hard Or able to See their flashing light Is because Well I actually have a problem With that in my own life And it's easier to um, Disassociate For yourself And then put it on Someone else And I I think it's that I think it's I don't wanna It's not like an ego Thing I guess it's almost there I don't know if you know What I'm putting down But uh, Yeah Like You don't have to deal With yourself But then it's easier Just to be like Ah I see that That person did that but I mean, hey, when it comes to myself, I mean, I'm, hey, I, it's, it's just who I am or
0: something. Yeah, and I, I don't even know if it's that even that much of a conscious process either. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's sometimes that I've been, like, mad at a few people for doing something a certain way or, you know, making a stupid decision in life. And I, like, think through it later when I calm down. I'm like, why, why was I so mad about that? That had nothing to do with me. Why am I so angry? And like I do some self introspection and I'm like, oh, it's because I kind of do the same thing. Hmm. And so yeah, I feel better about myself when I get mad for someone else doing the same stuff I'm doing. Yeah, and I think sometimes we in our humanness,
1: we like to be upset. And not only I think what the enemy allow and just kind of hold us there, because he knows it's we're not going in that right direction or mm-hmm. process, processing maybe in the way that God actually prefers us to. Uh, but I think sometimes us as humans, we want to be, our thought process wants to be, traje- I don't know, trajected or projected um, to something that's not us. Uh, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yep. You know?
0: Absolutely, yeah, because you can get mad at someone else, but it's really hard to get mad at yourself and be like, I messed up and I need to deal with this.
1: Right, and I, yeah, I think it goes for like, uh, what would you say, like taking ownership and responsibility of literally yourself and what you do in your, in your life actions.
0: Yeah, and it's always good like when you have these types of issues to, you know, Go see, like, a counselor or something and be like, well, Why is it that I am the way that I am? Mm-hmm. You want explanations, but a lot of times people use those explanations as excuses. Like, <clears throat> Well, I experienced this, this, and this as a kid, and that's why I am the way that I am. Yeah. Which I will give you some empathy and some sympathy, and that's a rough time, but do you want to be better? Because right. you don't have to be that way just because that's what you experience. God gives you a whole new life, right? And right. So, yeah, going beyond just kind of figuring out um, there's something wrong with me, but going and figuring out why that's wrong with you so that you can use God to help you fix that.
1: Yeah, you know? I really like that, what you had said, even with a counselor, because, if, for example, if you go to like a counselor, a Christian counselor, whichever, they're, they have like a, a third, like, not third, I view <laughs> uh hawkeye view i would say right like they're seeing it from this like outside perspective they did, they weren't in your life like they maybe the counselor didn't live with you right so they didn't see the home life that you had yep. like that kind of thing right yep. but when you're in it it's easy to be like oh man i went through that and you can you're not thinking man i it's a victim mentality but then it's like you kind of are playing that victim mentality i think and
0: yeah yeah Absolutely, you you need sometimes to have that outside perspective. Yes, in order to move forward, right?
1: Yeah, because you'll give you a perspective and answers that you didn't see in the puzzle. piece. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
0: It's it's kind of like when you go play a round of golf at like a golf course that you've never been to before. Um, you know, you can see that there's an uphill, but you're like, after you get to that top of the hill, I have no idea where the hole is. Yeah, from there, right. Yep. What would be really helpful is if you had another person up on top of that hill is like, hey, I see where you're at. I see where you're wanting to go. Here's how you need to, what you yeah. need to do to get there, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys are golfers, but you probably get <laughs> what I'm trying <laughs> to say. Uh, but real quick, I know we're running out of time tonight. I wanna give you guys at home a, a practical application, like homework that you need to do at home this week. And it's it's not difficult, all right? Um, but I want you to take some time to pr- really pray not just like a little quick thing here and there, but I want you to really pray and ask God to show you His warning lights. What is going on in your life right now that you need to be aware of, that you need to change in your life to be more like Jesus. Um, And I want you to remember He is your loving Father, right? He loves you. His warnings, they are for you. They are not against you because He is a loving Father. And so if you wanna take that even deeper beyond the prayer, which I believe is your initial step is that prayer, then you should go talk to a trusted friend um, and share about any warning lights that you feel like God has been placing in your life that you perceive are there, and uh, maybe get some fresh insight from them, um, a trusted friend. That would be great. But that is your homework. Pray, pray, pray. Ask God to show you those warning lights, and then talk to a friend about what those warning lights are, and see if you can get some help. All right. Um, we want to do that. Uh, Michael, would you uh, would you pray for everyone tonight? Yeah, sure. I'd love awesome. to. Thank you.
1: God, thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to, um, talk about maybe something that is a sore subject, uh, something that makes us have to look at our own reflection and really dissect, um, ourselves and God, thank you for giving us examples, um, of something in your word that has proven, um, you know, such a great, great example for us that we don't We don't have to see the end result um, and then be like, oh man, I messed up. But you give us examples so that we can learn from that. And so um, God, I pray for every single person who is washing everyone in our church network, or maybe someone who's not in our church network, someone who might stumble upon this and, and, and see this discussion and see us for the first time and may not even know who we are, but I pray for that person. And I pray for them right now. And I pray that God, you would just begin to work in their heart and their mind and their, in their life and their, um, current circumstance that there they, they are right now. And, uh, God, thank you. And I pray that you would just show your love, your presence and your, your Holy Spirit that you would fall fresh on every single person who would come across this, um, the stream, this video, uh, whoever you may be, wherever in the world, I don't know where you're at, But um, God will meet you where you're at. And so, God, I thank you for the miracles that you're gonna do um, tonight, uh, months and months from now. And thank you in advance that you're just such a great God and, and, and you love us to teach us great lessons.
0: In Jesus' name we pray. If you agree, would you say amen? Amen, amen. Well, listen, a couple quick reminders. Tonight at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we have prayer on our church Facebook page. Search New Life Church Network on Facebook. We're the one with the three red hexes as our logo. Can't miss it, but 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we pray every single night as a church network. We'd love for you to join us. And if you have a prayer request, put those in our website, newlifeca.church slash prayer, or you can always put those in the comments as well, and I'll check on those and I'll add those to our prayer list. But we want you to know about that and then if these ministries that we're doing here at the church are you know really inspiring you and you want to see them grow and thrive and do amazing things you can partner with us financially by going to newlifeca.church slash give and you can give one time or reoccurring gifts there or you can text the word online to 209-647-3878 and follow the prompts and give to the church well I want to leave you with one more Bible verse. I hope encourages you before we dismiss for the night. And that's Matthew six thirty three. And it says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. And I pray that that encourages you as you head out into the rest of your week. All right, God bless you new life. I'll see you guys again soon.